The following program was pre-recorded on WFAN. It's time for Hello, My Name is Craig, our weekly candid conversation about gambling addiction. It's supported by the Council on Compulsive Gambling of New Jersey, 800-GAMBLER. Now, here's Craig Carton. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Hello, My Name is Craig. Craig Carton with you for the next 30 minutes, an open, frank, honest conversation about Gambling and gambling addiction. The idea is that we kind of humanize and put more of a personal touch and face on an addiction that not enough people know a lot about. Joining me as always, formerly with the New Jersey Council on Compulsive Gambling and now with Epic Risk Management, is our friend Dan Trelaro. Danny, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, Craig. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks. Uh, thrilled to have uh, a friend on the show today, uh, Gary D who uh, he and I have known each other off and on for the better part of the last decade. Um, and he was witness uh, at times to uh, my addiction. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be able to call him a friend and blessed to have him as a friend and also have him on this show today. I've not seen him in a couple of years, but Gary, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much. Greg, it's my pleasure. So Thank I you for wa- having me. I want to hear your story, but uh, for the sake of full transparency... I should tell people that Gary, for a long time, has worked in the uh, casino industry and not only witnessed my gambling on a firsthand basis, was one of a very, very, very small group of people, literally on one hand, who tried to tell me that it wasn't a lifestyle for me and I should start thinking in a smarter way and stop doing what I was doing. And we've never had the conversation about it since then, Gary, but... I want to thank you because it was counterintuitive to what your business was. But uh, literally, there are three people in the position that you were in at the time who actually tried to help me. Now, listen, I'm an adult, so I'm allowed to do what I want to do. And you couldn't have stopped me. But I do remember the conversation once where I was uh, betting uh, you know, beyond my means and chasing for sure. And you, uh, I remember on the phone said to me, this is not the lifestyle you want. And I just wanted to say thank you for that. I appreciate you doing what you could do to try to help me out. Well, it's I always say, uh, you know, God works in mysterious ways, but he works. But at the end of the day, we have to do the work. Yeah. And I wasn't ready to, for sure. I, you know, I'm blessed now that I am, and I do it every day. But it's not lost on me that, you know, you did try. You try to, you know, put yourself in the middle of me in harm. And uh, I'll never forget that. And I'm always grateful for that. Let's Let's talk about your story. Um, Can I touch on one thing? Yeah, sure. You, said? Um, you know, look, when we're in the throes of our addiction, and it is an addiction, that nobody can talk to you. You know, there, there's basically there's no choice. Uh, and what recovery offers us is a choice. You know, so let me, ask you, let me ask you about that. Was it the manner in which I was gambling, the frequency, the, the in and out, uh, you know, the all-or-nothing type play? Like, what was it about my behavior that made you worried that I had a problem? Well, I I truly understand this addiction, this disease, and it is a disease because I have it. And and what I've learned is that this disease is arrested, never cured. And, you know, when I saw you, I saw me. But, you know, when I was first in my addiction, nobody could talk to me, not my wife, not my family, not my friends. And you were on that same pathway. And the only thing that woke me up, okay, was, you know, I had to go through a terrifying experience. And I saw that coming your way, but I knew the truth. I knew that that was the only thing 
um, that was going to help you. You know, we both had to go some. We had to go through a terrifying experience, and it was terrifying for you and for me. But by the grace of God, we got into recovery. We understand now. It's look, Craig, you're 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 phenomenal at what you do. You're a very smart man. I think I'm pretty smart as well. But um, you know, when you when you suffer from this addiction, it's not about being smart. It's not about being good or bad. It's about being sick. This is a sickness. And I saw it in you, but you had to go on your path just like I had to go on my path. And, and like I said, thank God. Now here we are together. Now that's in my mind and my eyes, a miracle. Yeah, I agree with you. And I agree with the first thing you said there too. And Dan, you could chime in on this as well, that had I not hit, you know, that quote unquote rock bottom or had everything, you know, I don't say taken from me because I gave it away. I don't think I'd be as healthy as I am today. There's no doubt in my mind I'd still be gambling and putting myself and my family's uh, welfare at risk. There's no doubt about about it. Now, for me, it was, you know, obviously being arrested and, you know, going to prison and all that. You know, it's not the same for everybody. Um, but there's no doubt that if I didn't ultimately have my public downfall, I'd be doing the same damn thing I was doing for as long as I was doing it. I agree with I, that. I, I, I agree mean, with I that to, a million yeah. percent. Hundred percent. I had truth. a similar story. You have to you have to walk that walk. And Gary and I have known each other for a while now as well in different capacities. And you know, we gotta get to that place that it's really gonna resonate with us. You know, that's what perspective's all about. I need to be able to really appreciate where I've been, where I'm going, just so I can get back to that previous time that I enjoyed so much. And you know, we, we all share a very similar path. We've got to experience the pain at times ourselves. It's uh, you tell someone not to touch a stove because it's hot. What do they do? They go over and touch the stove. Yeah, they don't it, it. it seems so stupid because we're smart <laughs> enough not to make those bad decisions, and we make them consciously. Um, right. What, well, there's there's that word again, stupid. It's not stupid. We were sick. Yeah. And 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 you know when you don't deal with this disease, it deals with you. And here's yeah. here's what makes it more painful. Um, through no fault of their own, our families had to live with a sick man. My family had to live with a sick man for a lot of years. They didn't know he was sick. They didn't understand this. Yeah. Um, and so it's got a ripple effect. It, it not only it not only affects you, busts you up, but it affects loved ones, your family that they can't help you. You know, you have to help yourself. And yeah. and that's we all we all agree with that. I mean, we had to go through this terrifying experience because we had a high. We had I believe I had a high threshold for pain. Uh, but when I went through that terrifying experience, um, there was a gentleman in my life that was working that 12th step. He reached out to me because he read about me in the newspaper. He reached out to me. I didn't know this guy. Now, you want to talk about another small miracle. Here, this guy who's my sponsor, who had 38 years in the program, um, another 12-step program, uh, reached out to me. He was my pharmacist. I didn't even know because I didn't take care of My wife always took care of that stuff. Mm. So, you know, look, we're all... We're all small miracles. I believe that we're all in recovery, and it works. It works if you work it. Do you mind Period. sharing what the your terrifying experience was, so people can get an idea of just how bad this addiction is? Sure, um, it'd be my pleasure. Uh, I worked in the gaming industry for now it's oh, forty years, so you know I've been around the block, as they say. Um, and you know, gambling was my life. You know, I gambled. Uh, but I, you know, I crossed that line without thought of the consequences, and there's always consequences. And I was held accountable for my actions. But when I was in the throes of it, looking back, um, you know, I just 
I just couldn't stop, period. You know, that's the truth. And I wasn't looking for an easy way out. You know, like I said, I was held accountable uh, for my actions. It was painful. You know, when, you're, when your children read about you in the newspaper, you know, and, it, and, and it's not kind, it's very painful. So, like I said, by the grace of God, he put someone in my life that got me to this 12-step program that we all know which one it is. Uh, and, you know, I finally surrendered to step one. That You know, I'm pa- I was powerless over the fact period. And my life was not only unmanageable, it was, it was unlivable. And uh, that's when I started to get help. I started to make the meetings, you know, the most, the number one priority in my life. And I started to educate myself. I started to learn about myself because I wanted to know why I did all the crazy things that I did when I was in the throes of my addiction. And that's why I did it because it is a disease. You could look it up in the DSM-5 Period. What um, was your uh, particular game of choice that uh, you lost control with? Or is it any type of gambling? It was sports betting and craps. Got it. And was there a, is there, is there a, for you, a specific, you know, rock bottom moment that you had your kind of come to Jesus uh, epiphany where, hey, I got a problem. I got to go get help. Did something specific happen? Was it uh, a loss? Did you get found out by family? What happened? Well, the gaming regulators uh, got involved, and you know I was exposed. And as a uh, as a compulsive gambler, you know I tried to lie my way out of it. You know, and that's just one of the symptoms of compulsive gambling. We we lie. I lied. Yep. And um, but you know they 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 saw through it. And, uh, and and truth be told, you know, like I said, I was held accountable, but it was terrifying because you know it hit, it was public. Right. Because at that, that at that time, I rose to a very high level. You know, at one, at one period, you know, I was president of a casino. Right. You know, and that that was um, the truth. And uh, so I had it all taken away. I had to lose everything, basically. Mm. But the one thing that I didn't lose, because it took all the money, you know, it took my character, it took my integrity, but it never took the love of my family. And that made all the difference. Because once I got into recovery and I started to be totally honest, 100%, um, you know, I started to get the character and the integrity back. And sure. that's what that's what really hit home with me, that it wasn't about the money. You know, I had to let go of the money. You know, it was about character. It was about integrity. It was about being honest, not lying, telling the truth, you know, facing my fear. You know, my fear. My biggest fear was that everybody, you know, that people were going to find out about me. Well, number one, my family, my loved ones, my friends, they already knew, you know. But once it hit the paper, that was the price I had to pay. That terrifying experience got me into true recovery. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've been involved now in recovery for 22 years. So Which is awesome. you know, it's a lifestyle for me. Wow. It's a lifestyle. Was, it's how I live my life. Gary, was there, any, was there any part of you that wants to bleep hit the fan and it's out there and as, as embarrassing as it may be that's in the newspaper and you know, your kids read and you have to deal with the shame of all that? Was there a party that sensed some type of relief that you could stop hiding and lying and start trying to live your life in a better manner? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I mean, look, it was it was painful, like I said, because I lost my anonymity. But again, I, I you know, I had to face the truth. I had to look in the mirror, and it was all true, you know. And but once I once I accepted the fact that I was powerless and I saw it as a medical, you know, that I was sick, 
not an excuse, no excuses, no shortcuts, like it says in the book, no right. shortcuts. Um, once I once I faced the truth, I realized that, you know, I have a disease and it made me do things out of character. And I was held accountable, like I keep saying. But, um, you know, once I got into recovery, you know, I, I, I know I, I learned all about myself. I learned why I did the things I did. And it kind of gave me gave me that peace. You know, it was okay, now what do I do? And the program has taught me, look, I had to let it go. I had to let go of my past. And just for today, I can do all the right things. And then I can get involved and be of service. I learned that, you know, that I had a gift that I could help other human beings that suffer from this disease. Because you got to understand, Craig, that there's a lot of ignorance that's, that was out there 22 years ago. Uh, today, it's there's still some ignorance out there. And, you know, for a long time, even though I was working the program, I was angry, I was bitter, I was, um, you know, I was pissed off. But, you know, I had to let that go. I had to slow down and realize that my life now was just about a day at a time and that I could do this, that I had the courage to change. I knew I had it in me. Uh, but I had a, you know, it's a slow process. And when you're used to going 800 miles an hour, it's hard to slow down a day at a time. I remember my sponsor telling me all this stuff and, you know, it, it pissed me off. But, right. but by the grace of God, I started to make a lot of meetings and the meetings changed my life. They saved my life, changed my life. And, and you know, I got it all back, not the money. I'll never get all the money back. But I got the character, the integrity, the honesty. I got that all back. And well, yeah, you got your, you got your name back. You got your handshake back. And we're going to continue yeah. on, on this uh, path. Gary D., Dan Trelaro, this is Hello, My Name is Craig. Back to more of Hello, My Name is Craig on The Fan with your host, Craig Carton, and supported by the Council on Compulsive Gambling of New Jersey, 800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to Hello, My Name is Craig. Craig Carton with you. Gary D. Uh, down in Jersey. Uh, nice stuff to join us today. And Dan Trelauer with Epic Risk Management. Danny, let me let you piggyback on what Gary was saying about getting you know his name back, his integrity back, his character back, because uh, that's a different process for all of us. But ultimately, you can get that back. Yeah, you absolutely can. You can get that back really easily uh, when you work the program, to Gary's point. You know, Gary, you know, Gary, you said it so well. You know, we can't put the focus on the money. Because if we keep the focus on the financial aspect, some, it could drive you crazy mentally thinking about all that a person's lost, all that they've been through. We've got to focus on the inner self, you know, the character. Work on those character defects. Learn how even Dr. Fong said months ago, Craig, you know, what are we doing each day to laugh, to find joy, to eat healthy, to get sleep, right? Starting to just kind of recondition our bodies and our lives. And then before you know it, you're starting to enjoy life on life's terms. It's not always easy. We all have days that are rough, days that we struggle. The path is never straight, but we learn to deal with them in different ways that don't involve gambling. So, you know, Gary, I really appreciate what you were just saying because it, it's, it's been a similar journey for myself for over 11 years, a slow and steady battle. You know, one day at a time, I can defeat gambling addiction, but I'll never cure it. You know, I'll arrest it. I'm not curing it. I think there's also an important point here, and I, I can only bring up because Gary's here because, you know, he can kind of back me up on it. You know, a lot of people think that gambling addiction, that every single person that's an addict has lost all their money gambling. You know, that uh, they've wasted all their money gambling. They gave all their money away. And that's not always the case. And I say that because, you know, at Gary's establishment where I used to go frequently, you know, net to life, 
you know, I won, I think, $900,000 and have nothing to show for it. And, you know, when you talk about you never make the money back, it fascinates me. and so true because, you know, I have less than $1,000 in my bank account. And I was betting $10,000 a hand, you know, four years ago like it was nothing. So don't think that the that you can equate addiction with losing because I was an addict, I am an addict, and there are some places where I won tons of money, but it didn't change the fact that I was still an addict. And I think that's important for people to understand that winners are addicts too, not just guys that lose every time they go out. Yeah, that's, the, a, book that's a says point. The book says there's not a big enough winning to make even the smallest dream come true. That's so true. It's so yep. well said. Yep. Uh, you know, because... You can't win your way out of an addiction. You know, eventually you're going to go through that losing phase, and then you're going to start doing things out of character, you know, because that's not who we are. We're good people, okay? We're smart people, but we're also very sick people that have this disease that you can't cure. So it's just a day at a time. You work the program. You get involved. You be of service. Craig, what you're doing now is a true miracle because I saw you when you were in the throes of your addiction, yep. and I saw what you had to go through. And uh, by the grace of God, I mean, it's just wonderful. And you have a platform. You have such a large platform, a voice that you can you can save lives. Yeah. That's what you're doing. You're saving people's lives. I mean, that's that's wonderful. I mean, you, you, yeah. there's no money amount, amount of money that can – you can't buy that. You know, it's interesting. I just uh, passed uh, a couple months ago my 30th anniversary doing radio in different cities in the country. And this 30-minute show is by far the most important show or content, you know, that I've ever done in my entire career. You know, Buffalo to Cleveland to Florida, syndicated, New York a couple times, Jersey, all that stuff. These 30 minutes, I think, are the most important. And, Gary, what I hope you could try to say to people, I always talk on this show how there are people that are out there, you know, day one, that are, you know, have the black cloud over their heads, the walls are caving in that it's going to be okay. It can be okay. And maybe if you didn't have that terrifying moment like you had, like I had, the acknowledgement that, hey, I'm, I'm off. There's something going on with me, but I'm scared because I'm at step one. I was hoping you could speak to those people who have not yet started their journey to try to get help and what your message to those people might be. I can and I will. Uh, the only way and I believe this totally, is you have to get yourself to a Gambles Anonymous meeting, period. There's no other way. Um, and you have, to be, you have to get comfortable in those meetings uh, because I can remember when I was in the throes of my addiction being at meetings and being very judgmental. You know, I didn't see myself like those people. You know? I thought I was better than that, but truth be told, I was much sicker. And uh, now... I'm very comfortable in the meetings. Uh, it's the only way. It's the only way I could see it. And it's, you know, you never graduate. It's just a day at a time. I don't care how much time you have in, whether it's 22 years or two days or one day. Uh, when we wake up that morning, we're all the same distance away from making a bet, period. So, you know, you have to make meetings and you have to get comfortable in the meetings and uh, get a sponsor um, and you, there is hope you can recover, but you can't do it alone. Alone, you fail a hundred percent of the time. But like I say, together, together, look at the three of us together, we get through this and we succeed. There's hope you can do this. We're all living proof of it, yep. but you got to do the work. 
You got to get up off your ass and you got to go to a meeting. You got to do the work. You got to help yourself. Well, there's no doubt about that because if you if you had said to me three and a half years ago that I would go a week, let alone three and a half years, without making a wager of any kind, I would have told you you were nuts. I would have drug tested you. Because it was, uh, it was like, as I have a beautiful family. I'm blessed with an amazing wife, four great kids. I had, you know, the job of, uh, of you know, of my dreams and all the stuff that comes with, you know, the trappings of success and all that. But gambling was a, as big a part of it as anything. And if you had said to me back then, yeah, you're going to go three and a half years and hopefully, you know, the rest of my life without gambling, I really would have said you're nuts. You know, you have no idea how I process it. You don't get it, blah, 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 blah. And it's so comical now looking back on it, like how egotistical and arrogant I was about that. Um, and that, I think, was you know, part of the addiction as well, that I just assumed, as I'm sure you guys did, that people that didn't get it just couldn't get it. They don't understand why I gamble, how I gamble. I'm just so damn good at it, you could never process it. And it was my downfall for sure, but... I also think it's my calling in life now, you know, to spread the the message, the gospel, as it were, to let people know that it's okay to have a problem. You know, there's a big thing now in mental health where the, the saying is, it's okay to not be okay, but you got to tell somebody that you're not okay. And that Look, was Craig, my, I, that, Craig, that was my biggest you, hurdle. I saw you in the throes of your addiction, and I see you now. And uh, you know, through all our pain, there was a purpose. And I mean, what you're doing is just a true miracle. You are a true miracle. We all are. And it's just, I mean, I just, I got the chills. I mean, because I saw you then, I see you now. I saw everything that you have done and it's just wonderful. And I'm, 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 I'm very proud of you, man. It's just, mm. I don't, there's, I, I can't think of the word, but it's just phenomenal. Wonderful. Well, I appreciate it very much. And again, I appreciate what you tried to do for me uh, all those years ago. It's not lost on me. I appreciate you coming on today. And, and I know you're heavily involved with GA and, you know, obviously we need more people like you. If I could ever return the favor and, you know, speak to one of your meetings or groups, uh, you know, count me in on that for sure. And I look forward to staying in touch with you, Gary. Thank you for joining us this morning. Greg, it's my pleasure, and, and to those people out there that are struggling, man, meetings make it. Get to a meeting. Trust me on that. Just get to a meeting and do the work. Yeah, and I'm let me just say you. something on that, and Dan, you can jump in on this. It's okay to shop around for the GA meeting that you feel comfortable in. You know, there yeah. are rooms that you may not feel comfortable in, and that's all right. That shouldn't define your experience at a GA meeting because not every room is for everybody, so... Feel free to check a couple different rooms out, a couple different days of the week, times of the day, and ultimately find the room that you just feel good about yourself in. It does not have to be the very first room you go into. I imagine for most of us, it's not the first room. Well uh, it, said, it's Craig. funny you well said, said that, too. Well, you know, we'd have people, when I was with the council and answering 800 Gambler Helpline, I remember a caller one time was just kind of complaining about the meeting and had a bad experience. It just wasn't the right fit. And he said, you know, I was a casino player, played at table games. I said, let me ask you a question. I said, when you had a bad table, did you hop around to another table until you found one that you were comfortable at? He said, absolutely. I said, well, the same thing applies in recovery. You've got to hop around to those different meetings until you find one that's working for you. Six months later, he called back and said, hey, I finally found a meeting up in North Jersey. Thank you. There you go. All right, guys. Uh, appreciate it, Dan, as always. Dan, Epic Risk Management. 
And the number, of course, 1-800-GAMBLER. I always say that that phone number should be for family uh, and loved ones as well because yep. they're the first line of defense, and sadly, they're always the first people that we hurt the most. Be well, Gary. Have a great rest of your weekend, and I look forward to talking to you down the line. Thanks so much. Thanks, Greg. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. All right, that'll do it for Hello, My Name is Craig. We'll do it again next Saturday. Danny, uh, anything new in your world that we need to know about before we say goodbye? Oh, sports betting's expanding rapidly. Um, it, it's a lot to keep up with, and I know with Epic, we're really laser-focused on doing some outreach for our, our young folks and our emerging adults, but this sports betting sweeping the country, Craig, and the marketing continues, and it, it's just uh, there's a, a pending public health issue. You know, it's a surge that's, that's hitting us. It's a tidal wave that's coming. We've got to be ready for it. So shows like this definitely help get the word out. Well, we'll continue to talk about it until they pull me out of the studio and tell me I can't talk about it. Enjoy the rest <laughs> of your weekend. We'll see you guys again next Saturday at 930 with Hello, My Name is Craig. Evan Roberts is next, and then Evan and I are back, of course, Monday at 2 o'clock. I very much appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show. If you have someone in your life that you think is acting a little off or you think might have a gambling problem, please reach out to them and talk to them. That's the very first step. And if you can get them to call 800-GAMBLER or find a GA room, that would be phenomenal as well. But the very first phone call might very well save their lives. Thank you so much. Evan Roberts is next here on The Fan.